Ketubot Tafnun Aleph, the last thing we were discussing was that the boys, when they're Yoresh, their mother's Ketuba, and the girls, when they get uh, their sustenance, their Mezonot, their food from the, from the father's uh, inheritance, they only get it from land, not movable property. But we did see they were Amoraim, who uh, who used to take out for the Yetomot from immovable property. And we kept on seeing how there was Amoraim who didn't like it either because Halakha is not like that. So with that, we're starting in Aleph Amud Aleph, second line in by the two dots, where it says, Ahu yatom vitoma There was a brother and sister, they were orphans. They came in front of Rabah. They want to eat, and their, their apotropus, the person who's in charge of that estate, he has the food, and they were metal movable property. And Amar Lehu Rabah, and Rabah told the trustees, Ha'alu le'yatom bishvil yatomah. I want you to take out a lot of food for the yatom, but enough that the yatomah eats also from it. And Amre le'yatom bishvil the rabbi told Rabah, Ve'ha'amor hu de'amar, but Rabbi, aren't you the one who said, Mimkaka'evlam tatele, that we feed the yatomim from land, but not from movable property. Ben limzone, ben l'ktuba, ben l'panasa, whether it's for food, to feed the yatomot, whether it's for the ktuba, so the boys trying to inherit their mother's ktuba, or panasa, where the, the girl wants to get married and she needs a dowry. Amar lehu, rabatot hachamim. Ilu ratsa shifcha l'shamesho. Let's say this boy who came, who came to get money from the, from the metaltein, let's say he wanted a maid servant to serve him. Miloya havinane, wouldn't we take our money from the inheritance money, from the movable property, and, get, and be, uh, give it to him so he could get himself a maid servant? Kol sheken hachadikatate, all the more so over here that we should give food to Yetoma. It's his sister, she'll take care of him, and therefore you have two things. Number one, you're feeding the Yatoma, but number two, you're helping her take care of him. And here's the Braita that you see that the Tanaim argued in regards to giving the Yatomim from movable property. Whether it's a property with a lien, with a guarantee, meaning land, or it's movable object, something that's not guaranteed. According to Rabbi, you take out that land or you take out that property in order to feed the wife and the daughters. Rabbi Shimon bin Al-Azhar Omer depends. If it's a land, property with a guarantee, we take it away from the boys in order to feed the girls. And again, if there's big girls, little girls, we take it away from the big girls in order to feed the little girls. Same thing if he has boys that are older than Bar Mitzvah, younger than Bar Mitzvah, we take away from the older ones in order to feed the younger ones. And you take away from the older boys to feed the girls if there's a lot of uh, property, there's a lot of assets. But if there's not enough food, the boys don't take away from the girls in order to eat. Rather, let the boys go knocking on doors and, and get from tzedakah money for them to eat. Nechasim she'en la'em ahayut, assets that are movable, motzi'in labanim in abanim, we take away from the older brothers in order to feed the younger brothers, ve'labanot min abanot, and same thing, to feed the younger girls, you take away from the older girls, ve'labanim min habanot, and if he left the land to the girls, the boys take out. But you don't take away from the boys in order to feed the girls. 
And Afal Gav de Kayama Lan Halacha Kerebi Mehavero, even though we hold Halacha like Rebi uh, over any one of his friends. Hacha Halacha Kerebi Shimomen Lazar, Oviyed Halacha Zakerebi Shimomen Lazar, that we don't take away from movable property to feed the girls. The Amaraba Hilcheta Mimekarke Evelomim Taltele. The Halacha is that you take from land. But you don't take away from movable property or assets. Ben whether it's for the ktuva of the woman of the wife, ben mzone or to feed the the girls, ben nefanasa or for a dowry of his daughters to get them married. You only take from movable property and not from land. Next mishnah, a person gets married. ketuba. He didn't write her a ketuba at all. Betula. Well, if she's a betula, govam matayim. She gets her two hundred. Balmana gets mane. Because this is a condition of betin. Now, katav la sadeh shave mane tahat mataim zuz. If he wrote her in a that he's giving her, meaning if uh, they get divorced, or if she becomes an almana, she gets this land instead of her two hundred zuz. And but this land is only worth a hundred zuz, and she's a betula. And he didn't write that anything I own, all the assets that I have are connected to your ktuba. It means you could pull out from any assets that I have. He can't really get away with it. Rather, hayav. He has to give her from whatever assets that, that he has. Why? Because because that's the condition of betin, that he can that she could take from any assets in order to in order to get her ktuba money. If he didn't write in the Ketubah that if you get taken into captivity, I'm going to redeem you and bring you back as my wife. Or if it's a Kohenet, I'm going to redeem you and bring you back to your country where I, because you're not allowed to be married anymore. Therefore, I'm just going to redeem you and bring you back home. If he doesn't do that, Hayav, he still has to do it. Why? That's the condition. When anyone gets married, whether you wrote it or not, that's the condition. Nishbet, and if she was taken to captivity, Hayav today he has to redeem her. If a person says, you know what? Rather than go through that whole hassle of redeeming her, I'm divorcing her, and she should just take her ketuba. She could go redeem herself with that money, and he can't do that. Rather, he has to uh, work on getting her redeemed. Lakta, let's say she got very sick and she needs a lot of medicine. Hayav Rapota, he has to pay for her medicine. He has to pay for her to get healed. And if he said, Amar Haregi, he said, here's her get, here's a Ketubamani, I'm not dealing with this. Terapet Atzma, let her heal herself, meaning from that money that I'm giving her. Rashai, he's let her do that because medicine is like food. And the same way a person doesn't have to feed his grusha, a person doesn't have to pay for the medical bills of his uh, grusha either. And there's a fascinating machloket. According to the Ashkenazim, they don't uh, divorce by force anymore. There's a takana from Rabbeinu Kershom that they ask the woman, do you want to get divorced? You can't be forced to take this get. So according to Ashkenazim, does he have to heal her or not? Is it the same thing like a food? And you have uh, some uh, poskim, uh, the Bach brings this down. Some poskim who say it is like food, some say it's not like food, and the question is if you could do it or not. Either way, the Gemara starts by discussing the uh, the person who didn't write a ketubah, he automatically stuck with 200 if she's a betula, 100 if she's an almana. Mani, who's our Mishnah, like Rabbi Meirhi, 
דאמר כל הפוחת לבתולה ממתי ומאלמנה ממענה. If a person gives a בתולה less than 200 אלמנה less than אלמנה, הרי זו בעילת זנות, it's בעילת זנות, that's not uh, marriage, because it goes against uh, the Torah. And she wasn't relying on this type of marriage, she wanted a real marriage, so it's all uh, a scam. Because if it's like Rabbi Yehuda who argues on Rabbi Meir, Ha'amar, Ratzal kotev l'ptula shtar shel matayim, v'hi kotevet itkabalti m'mechamaneh. Rabbi Yehuda says they could do a loophole. He could give her a ketuba that says 200. She could give him a receipt that, I, that said I got 100. Or with an almana, ula almana, maneh v'hi kotevet itkabalti m'mechamishim zuz. And he writes her a ketuba that I owe you 100. She writes him a receipt for 50, even though she never got it. So you see, according to Rabbi Yehuda, a person could be mitchayef for betula even less than uh, than 200. So you have to say it's Rabbi Meir. The problem is, ema sefa, look at the sefa katavla, if you wrote in that ketuba, sadeh shaveh maneh tachat matayim zuz, I'm giving you this land which is worth 100 instead of the 200 zoos. And he didn't write whatever other assets I have is connected to your ketubah. Still, Hayav, he still has to pay her. Why should Tanai Betin? Because it's a condition of Betin that any asset that he has is connected to her ketubah. And that halacha is Atan Rabiudah. That goes according to Rabiudah, the Amar. He was known to say that Ahrayut Ta'ut Sofer. If a, if a sofer, if the person writing up a loan document forgot to write that a certain land is uh, leaned, it's connected, it's, gu- it's guaranteeing this loan, if, it was, if he didn't write it in, it's a mistake. And the lender can extract payment even from land that, uh, that the borrower sold. And same idea over here, this woman, uh, she could uh, extract payment from other land because uh, that's what the point of a ketubah is. If it's Rabbi Meir who argues on Rabbi Yudah Amar, well, he's not to say Ahrayut left out Soferu that if uh, Sofer made a mistake and didn't write that a land is guaranteed to this uh, contract, it's not a mistake, and therefore the the lender forgave that. And the Gemara brings us that Mechloke de Tanan Matsashi Trechov. If a person found uh, documents on the street. If there's land that's guaranteed in that contract, don't give it back to anyone because they could extract from it. Betin can use that and say, listen, you owe this or that. This land is connected to this. And if you sold that land, they could take it out. It's a very strong contract. And by Nahrut Nechazim, if there's no land that's connected to this contract, give it back. Because she'en betin fa'in mehen, betin can't use it to extract payment. That's the very bimeir. The hachamim omri mehadze vehadze lo yachazir. Does it make a difference if there's a land connected or not? Don't give it back. Why she'betin fa'in mehen? Because betin would use this to take out land even. Why? And you have to explain that because according to the bimeir, if there's no ahrayut in that contract, okay, then it was done on purpose. And according to the biyuda, it's a mistake and you could take it out no matter what. So the problem with all this is, According to what you're telling me, the first part of the Mishnah, which says that could be mohel, the main part of the Ketubah, that works like Rabbi Meir. But the second part where it says it's a mistake, it sounds like it's Rabbi Yehuda. And let's say you try to answer that Rabbi Meir, that the entire thing is Rabbi Meir, and even the Sefa is Rabbi Meir. And maybe Rabbi Meir... To him, there's a difference between ketubah, 
the Ketuba, it's mikoach betin already, that there's a condition that uh, all of his assets are connected. Maybe, and by regular loan documents, listen, if you didn't write it, you didn't write it. So maybe there's a difference. And the, so the Gemara would push back. If you would say that, the Gemara would push back. Umishani le, is there a difference, Rabbi Meir, between a Ketuba and the regular Shtar? Five type of lenders, creditors, extract payment only from land that was not given to, as a gift to someone else or land that was not sold to someone else, even though they have a contract. Ve'eluhen, number one is perot, fruits, ushvach perot, and profits of fruits. And here we're talking about a land that was stolen and the thief uh, sold it to someone uh, with a condition that if uh, the, the original person who it was stolen from comes and takes it out, the thief put a lien on all of his uh, assets that he's going to pay back this uh, buyer. If the original person who was stolen from comes and extracts that uh, land from the buyer, and with that he took all the fruits that are on it and all the trees and everything that the buyer worked so hard to, to deal with over there, so now the buyer comes back to the thief and says, hey, my, my land was taken away from him. So he takes away the principal from land that the thief has uh, sold to other people. However, for the fruits and everything extra, all the, uh, the profits, you can only extract payment from land that the thief actually has. And the explanation to this is in Masechet Gitin, I think Dafim Mahayat, that Hachamim or Metaken this, is because then no one's going to buy a second piece of land from anyone. If a person, uh, because just in case that person stole it and then he sold it and then someone takes that land and he's going to have nothing to give back and that land will be taken away from me. So therefore, Hachim said one land, but not more than that. So again, we have a Braitad that says five people, uh, they only take from land that, that is free, meaning land that the, the, the person, that the borrower or the thief still has. Number one is perot, ushvach perot, the fruits and the, the, the profits of the fruits. Number three, vam kabel alav lazun et ben ishto ubat ishto, and a person who accepted upon himself to feed uh, his new wife's children. She has children from a previous marriage. You could only take from land that the husband, the second husband, actually has. Because, again, the takana is, because then no one would know to be careful. Okay, so I know he only has to pay this much. But then all of a sudden he marries a lady with seven kids, and he's gonna, they can extract payment from the land that he sold, then I'm not going to buy land. Therefore, only from land that he actually has. And number four, veget hov she'en bo ahrayut. Get is a, is a contract. It's not just a, a get as a divorce, but it could also be used as a document for, for, for loans. So if it doesn't have uh, over there that, that the land is guaranteed to it, that's number four. And number five, and also a doesn't have any land uh, with a lien to it. There's nothing, no land connected to it. Now, we obviously know Stam Mishnah's Rabbi Meir, but bottom line is you see over here that there's no difference between a ketubah and a document. And the Gemara proves, And who's the Tana that we all know that said that if, if they forgot the lien of the land into the contract, it's not a mistake. It's Rabbi Meir. He's the one who said it. And you see it also says, That it, that a Ketubah woman, that if there's no land connected to it, she cannot take from, from land that was sold. And you see, there's no difference between a ketubah and a document. 
So again, how could you say that the Resha, the first part, is Rabbi Meir, and the Sefer is Rabbi Yehuda? So the Gemara tries to answer. You could say that the entire thing is Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, and you could say the entire thing is Rabbi Yehuda. And the Gemara explains. You could say the entire thing is Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that if there's no land connected to that document, it's a mistake. And therefore, even if it wasn't written, it's as if it was written, Hatam, you could say over there, Katvale Hitkabalti. Over there, she wrote, I accepted it. According to Buda, they played that whole loophole, and therefore, okay, the husband doesn't have to pay the rest of it. Hacha and Amishtah, Lokatvale Hitkabalti. She didn't play that loophole. So we don't say she was Mohel on the Ktuba, rather, she was Somech on the Takanav betting that she's going to get her Ktuba. Now, Ibait Ima, you could also say it's Rabbi Meir. He holds a woman cannot be Mohel or Ktuba, and therefore, when he didn't write anything like Ktuba, still she gets her Maneo Mataim. But he also said, Ahayut Lav Outsofer, that if they forgot to write a lien to any land or to any asset in the Ktuba, she still gets it, even though Rabbi Meir holds that it's not a mistake if they forgot to write it in. What's the reason he's Hayav? So Gemara clarifies, my Hayav the Katane, what does it mean, Hayav? No, I mean, I'm Horarin, from land that he has, but not from land that he sold to other people. So not, there's no land that is Mishu'abad to it. There's no land that has a lien to that Ketubah, but if he has any land right now on him, yeah, he has to pay uh, her, her Ketubah, and that's uh, according to Rabbi Meir. So according to Rabbi Meir, if you just uh, explain with the word Hayav as Hayav from land that he still has, not land that he sold, then okay, it could work. Next, we learned the Mishnah, Lokatavla. If the husband didn't write that if she goes into captivity, he'll save her, too bad, he still has to redeem her. And she goes back to being his wife because that's the condition of Betin. And Amara Abu Hadi Shmuel, Eshet Israel, Shin Eshet Israel, a wife of a regular Israel man who was forced with the Goy, she's asked to go back to her husband, Hashinan, because we're worried, Shemeta Hilata, be honest, maybe originally it started by force. Vesofa and asked you the Be'ilah was going on even though it was by force and then she it was Beratzon and then she wanted it. The Gemara says, Yeah, but Etiver Rav Adabu Hadi Shmuel. Rav asked Shmuel's father, If you look at the Ketubah, what does it say? If you go into captivity, I'm going to redeem you and bring you back to uh, to be my wife. You see, it says so in the Ketubah that it's allowed. Ishtik, the father of Shmuel was quiet. He didn't respond. Rav said about Shmuel's father, Sarim Milim. Officers have been stopped with words, and they put their hand by their mouth. Meaning he could have said something, but he watched himself. So my eat So what should have uh, the father of Shmuel responded? So the Gemara explains, he could have said that with the lady taken into captivity. Maybe the halacha is different, but maybe a lady who was taken by force, maybe she would be a sort of husband. So now the Gemara asks, So according to Shmuel's father, honest that Hashem said they could go back to being together, what are we talking about? What would be the case? So the Gemara explains, according to the father Shmuel, would be Kegon de Kamre, Aidim Shetzavhamet, Hilav Atsafi. There's Aidim who's sorry, screaming from the beginning to, to end, then she would be Mutar back to her husband. Of Liga, the Rabban argues on Rabba, the Amara Vakoshit Hilata, be honest, Vesopera Son. 
Baba holds if it, the whole action started off with an honest and then ended up beratzon with her wanting. Afilu he omer Even if she, while this is going on, she says and she says let him go. Even if she would say the words that if if she he wasn't with me, I would hire him to be with me. Even if she said those words, still muteret my tama. What's the reason? Because yetzer al basha. Because while everything was going on, Yetzara got to her, and he's causing her to want this. But really, she's an Anusa, and therefore she'd be mutar to go back to her husband. And Tanya Kavate de Rabah, this is the Braita like Rabah, it says by an Eshet Ish who was with another man, it says, Vehi lonit pasa, she wasn't captured, she wasn't grabbed. Only in that type of case, Asura, she would be Asur to her husband. Ha nit pesa, if she was grabbed, muteret. There's another woman, even though she wasn't grabbed, still muteret. She would be muteret husband. What are we talking about? If she started out with honest and she ended up beratzon. Now, Tanya Idach, we have another Braita. She wasn't grabbed. And then she'd be asura husband. If she was grabbed, muteret, she could go back to her husband. There's another woman, even though she was grabbed. She still asked with her husband. Bezozo, what are we talking about? Eshet Kohen, the wife of a Kohen. And Amar Yudah Mashemuel Mishum Rabbi Ishmael vehilonit pasa. She wasn't grabbed asura. She's not going to go back to her husband if she wasn't grabbed. Hanit pasa. But if she was grabbed, the muter she could go back to her husband. Veyeshlahed. And there's another woman. Shafal pishelonit pasa muteret. Even though she wasn't grabbed, she's muter to her husband. Vezozo. And who are we talking about? Shekidusha kidusheta out. If her kidushin was by mistake. For example, there was a condition in the Kiddushin, and the condition wasn't met. The whole Kiddushin was uh, nullified. So even if she was with another person still, she could technically go back to her husband, because he really wasn't her husband. Even if her son is on her shoulders, she could protest the marriage if she's younger and her brother or mother married her off, and she could walk out without a get, and she would be mutar to anyone. And Amar these wives that were were taken by thieves, Sharyana Govrayu, they're allowed to go back to the husband because it was one big honest. Amre le so the rabbis told Yuda, but they bring these thieves' bread. So they stole the wife. She's now living in the robber's house, in the thieves' house, in the, in the gangster's house. And she's serving and she's bringing in bread. Obviously, she's happy over there. The sort of Yudah answered back, that's Mechamatia, because it's out of fear. She doesn't really want to be there. But while she's there, she's bringing him the arrows and all the weapons for him to do his work with, meaning she's serving him. And again, the Yudah answers Mechamatia, it's only out of fear. And again, but the Gemara explains, if the thieves let them go back to the husband and they still stay with the thieves, then yeah, for sure it would be a sword to go back to their husband. And Tanur Rabbanan Shebuye Malchut, women who were taken by the king, he was going to use them. Harehen Kishvuyin, they're considered like taken into captivity and they were allowed to go back to the husband. Genuve Listut, women who were taken away by thieves, Enan Kishvuyin, they're not like uh, they're not like taken into captivity, and they're a sword to go back to the husband. But didn't we learn the exact opposite? 
that if they were taken into captivity by the king, they're not like taken into captivity and they're Asur, and if they were taken by thieves, they're mutar to their husband. So the Gemara explains, Malchut Malchut Lakashya, king on king is not a contradiction. It depends. Ha be Malchut Hashverosh. When you allowed to go back to your husband is when it's Malchut Hashverosh. Why he's a big king, and she knows there's no chance he's gonna he's gonna actually want to stay married to her, and therefore. The whole Be'ilah is not with her wanting, and therefore she's allowed to go back to her husband. But ha be'machut ben-netzer, but if it's like the kingdom of uh, ben-netzer, he's a small-time king, and uh, he's going to actually marry the... There's a chance she's going to be married to him, and therefore maybe she really wants uh, to, to be with him. And therefore it's meratzon. And same idea, listut alistut, like ashiat, thieves on thieves is also not a problem. Ha be'ben-netzer, when we said it's asur to go back to the husband, it's a, talking about a thief like ben-netzer, who a woman thinks that he might actually stay married to her, and therefore she's nivaltem beratzon. But if it's one of these random thieves that they're hard even on their own wives, and like no one wants to be married to them, and therefore she would be allowed to go back to her husband because the whole thing was done without her wanting. And the Gemara says, I understand this Ben Netzer guy. It, on one hand, you told me he's like a king. On the other hand, you told me he's a thief. What is he? So like Mark explains, in compared to Hashverosh, he's a thief. He's a nothing. He's a small-time uh, nothing, and uh, therefore we consider him like uh, n- not a big king. And however, but compare him to a regular thief, then Melechu is considered a king. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.